podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scored. Only chance in my team like Man U. Trying to get in again. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Mugga Making United Great Again. But it's not been a great week for Manchester United. The last seven days have been atrocious, but we're going to get into all of that and more, man. Um, so I'm your host today, I'm Michael, and I've got three very, very disappointed fellow Man United fans with me. Wagwan Elijah, what's going on? I'm, I'm all right still. Um, yeah, man. Coping well? Absolutely not. <laughs> this, this is going to be therapy for us, man. I don't think we're going to talk too many tactics. This is just a venting session. <laughs> man like Sebi, what we saying? I'm here, man. I'm, I'm not too disappointed. You know what I mean? I called a result. <laughs> you know, I, I went to the game, so we'll, we'll get into it. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm good. Uh, that, that, that's a measured approach. I like, I like that sort of optimism. And Rodney, where you at? Where's your head at? I'm not even disappointed, bro. I knew he was going to lose. Nothing, innit? Happens. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Wait. He's a fucking liar. He's a fucking liar. That is not what we... That is not what you were saying in the... We only let the hosts... That is... I'm letting it... I'm letting it... As you have been dead on to people for weeks saying, stop going into a game with some defeatist attitude. Don't, don't, don't that's do this. Un- I told you about West Ham, bro. That's the even, other on the other even, number. Even, <laughs> okay. even okay. Dwayne, yeah, that's not been on the pod for ages, yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, bro, we should just, we should just win, bro. I said, it's going to hurt me more than it hurts you when I have to come back. <laughs> this, when I have to come back to this message, it's going to hurt me more than it hurts you, bro. Like, because it's not just plain sailing. It's not. It's not plain sailing, as we found out, man. So we're going to start with, uh, obviously, Sunday's game away to West Ham. Late game on a Sunday evening. Bank holiday Sunday. So it's meant to be... Bank holiday weekend, I should say, man. So it's meant to be good vibes. Good vibes for United. Um, obviously, the team sheet, as I recall, we had uh, the Hayer in goal, which we're gonna, I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about him. Left back, we had uh, 
Malassia, uh, left centre-back Shaw, uh, partnered right centre-back with Lindelof. And we had Aaron Wan-Bissaka, the spider, right back. Casemiro holding deep. Uh, Ericsson and Bruno were also in the centre midfield with Rashford on the left, Anthony on the right. And returning after uh, Marshall's display against Brighton was White Weghorst. So, Elijah, what did you make of that team sheet when you saw? What did you make of Eric's decisions putting that team together? Um, when I saw it, I said, what the fuck is Weghorst doing starting a game? Yo! Um, I saw that and I thought, what the fuck? And I thought, I, like, I know Marshall was bad on Thursday, but that doesn't give you an excuse to start Weghorst when there's still Sancho there. Gar natural was probably not he couldn't he didn't even come on yesterday, so it's clear it's clear that he's not fit enough. So he just he was just another option um on the bench if need be. But um yeah, there's there's just no reason to start Veghorst. So there was that. And then when the game actually started to see Veghorst 10, Bruno left wing, and then Rashford up top, it's like, yeah, man, I mean, there's not there's there's not much else I can say when once again, Ten Hag is going into these away games, doing some fun- funky, funky shit, and it's like we 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 come out the game knowing that it didn't work. When we we shouldn't even be in the position where we have to see if it works out or not. It's it's just stupid. Veg, playing Veg because as, as a ten, when he was brought in to be a number nine back back backup, it shows that you think he's really shit. So I'm not even sure why he's playing. So it was just stupid. Um, yeah, I mean, the rest of the team was like, whatever. Um, yeah, it was just whatever to me. Like, it was interesting that that you dropped um, Dallo for Melasha because I thought, even though Dallo was really, really shit against Brighton, um, I thought he, he would have kept him. But um, yeah, it didn't even do much. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just our, our, our team's not very good right now, so... Well. But do you think those changes, obviously him dropping Dallo, him dropping Marshall after their performances against Brighton, is him trying to sort of get a response from those sort of players and trying to punish sort of poor performances? No. But I, I, I get it from a point, but with Malasha, okay. But even then, it's just like, what is that really going to do when he's playing with Bruno left wing? It makes no sense. It, it actually makes look because Malasha isn't even the type to really overlap or go past his his winger. So what is the point? And then the Veghorst thing, play Sancho. I, 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 like I know Sancho again is not is not is not he probably he probably won't won't play well, but Veghorst is really really shit. He is really really shit. He shouldn't be playing. So I don't care what like you can punish Marshall. That's fine. Bring in, bring in Sancho, bring in Ericsson or whatever. I don't care. Veghorst should not be playing. It's that simple. <laughs> Sebi, obviously you were a bit optimistic at the start of the pop, uh, pod. Uh, do you share, uh, do you still have optimism when it comes to what Veghorst? No, not at all, man. So I was actually at the game yesterday and when I saw it, you know what? Unlike Elijah, I wasn't really faced with workhorse in there because actually, like what that does, what that shows is that the players that are on the bench are seriously underperforming. When this bum, this this six foot fucking nine 
Bomas number nine is starting in front of is starting in front of them, and positions and formations are having to change, right? And that's really what it shows, man. It shows that players like Sancho are not at the appropriate level needed and haven't been at the appropriate level um, needed over the last couple of seasons. It shows that Martial has come back and, again, looked like an NFT, looked like an avatar. The guy can barely run, can't stretch his legs. He's always dropping him further and further into, into the infield. Um, it's, it's really, really poor. So for me, I have no qualms with them not playing because they're not going to do anything anyway. Like any of those players... Right, Martial, Sancho, Wakehorse, or whatever. For me, they're all the same. Like they're all they're all the same, and they're all in the same boat, right? And they haven't done anything, and they continue to do nothing. So, un, un, until like one of the players, like you know, Sancho, Martial, and it's obviously too late now this season, go on like a serious run. There should be no qualms with like this other four starting, man. Really and truly, man. And actually, when I look at the first half, especially being in the stadium and being able to, like, see certain things. Bro, the first half, yeah, Rashford made about a million runs. Like, the guy was making a million runs, right, and they continued to not play the ball. Now, that's not a workhorse thing, bro. That's a Bruno Fernandes, an Ericsson, and a Casemiro thing. Even Lindelof, that ball, Lindelof-Rashford, which is cash money, was not being played. And that's the difference between, like, again, like, for me, I think you see different things depending on where you watch the match. When you're at home, I feel that you have a different perspective, maybe like tactically or whatever. When you're actually there and you see the pace of the game and you see players making individual runs or they're doing individual things, for me, that's like another side. And I'm not to say, again, like which one is um, way better than the other. I just think you see different things depending on where you are. And Mm -hmm. yeah, man, I just think, bro, like it would have worked if the players who usually are cash money with playing um, uh, uh, creative balls and, and, and free balls or whatever, actually played the ball. like. And um, when we got into that second half, Rashford, and again, this is what, this is what I'll criticise him for, is he just stopped, he stopped doing it, right? And for me, the, the mark of a player is, yeah, all right, you didn't get the first... He, he didn't get, like, I, I'm sure I counted about 15 runs, bro, like, consistently, mm. like, trying to... If you didn't get those type, you have to keep going, bro. You have to keep going because ultimately, like, you're doing it for the betterment of the team, right? And then once you just stop, uh, which he, he did in the second half, again, like, the game kind of changes. So, um, yeah, that's what I saw anyway, being there. No, no, I appreciate that insight. And you're right, man. I think, obviously, being able to see the whole pitch from the sort of the stands is completely different from the the camera angles that they, they offer you on TV. So, no, most definitely. Um, Michael, quickly, no. I just I just want to say like what Sammy said is true, but you have to remember with Lindelof, he usually finds Rashford when he comes in from the left wing, to, and then runs it. That's right. That's it. it. Yeah, yeah, that's inside, and then Bruno was playing left wing as well. So I feel like those two things really just fucked just fucked things up for me. And then obviously with Casemiro and Ericsson, they they probably could have. But yeah, I mean, those two things is just it, it. Yeah, man, I can't. There was twice, yeah, where there was like a good through ball. Which, if you're you're actually correct, if Bruno's maybe centrally, he probably plays. Ericsson just literally pop, plays a square pass. And He's in my head, I'm like, are you insane? Like, like clear, obvious, 
like through balls, the guys just ignoring and then playing the square pass. And for me, again, man, that these things are poor. So like when we have the disagreement in the in a group chat and we talk about that like, culture or whatever, I'm seeing these guys ignore basics. And it's just it's just it's it's the most insane thing ever. Like it's literally the most insane thing ever. As in this version of the Man United team over the last like um the last like three weeks or so, like watching this version of the Man United team, because I've I've watched them twice, right? Is very different from the Man United team at the start of the season, in my opinion. In, in what way do you, you find them different? So just the pace of playing the game. So the pace of playing the game is is like I feel like right now we're playing the game in reverse. Like it's so slow that it looks like we're playing the game in reverse. Uh whereas in at the start of the season, even though I didn't think um the actual ability of the players are here to match. They were trying to play quick and fast and incisive football. Like the literally the pace is like 80% slower. It, it looks ridiculous, like just to watch. Like they're pondering, like players again, like our, our, our best uh, vein of form, in my opinion, came where Dado and Shaw were left back and right back, Varane and Martinez or whatever. Now, Dado, in my opinion, is not. Um, a great final third right back. However, there was periods in at the start of the season before the World Cup where, in the middle third, it was just all him. He was smoking it like that. He he knew where to be tactically. He knew mm. like to he knew like that he was combining. He was coming into midfield to combine. He was that extra creative outlet, and we were playing fast, and we were able to cut off. To, we were able to to cut teams to pieces like quite easy. Um, again, that's that did not last for 90 minutes, but there was clear evidence of, okay, this is what this guy wants to do. As opposed to, like, right now, is that, like, you've got Wan-Bissaka in the same role, and this is something that I've actually seen before from Wan-Bissaka under Ten Hag when I've gone to watch a match live, is that he knows where he's supposed to be, but he's not sure, right? So meaning that he's always second-guessing his actual position. He's always, mm. he's always like... Think oh, like you you see, you actually see his brain ticking and be like oh yeah, yeah I'm supposed to be here yeah let me just quickly move in like two three yards in because that's actually my position so the automation of where you're supposed to be isn't there you have Luke Shaw who again for like for me I'm not the biggest Luke Shaw fan or whatever however in that left back position other than a few games I say like let's say five games a season yeah I'm just like guessing or whatever other than yeah. five. This is uh, this season has been class. You've got Martinez, yeah, inconsistent. You've got Martinez, who's the quarterback, who's getting the ball and is 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 firing into the midfield, and we're we're getting we're we're attacking within two passes. Those things are not there anymore. Do you know what I'm saying? So it it kind of now this right this 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 period of time. This is why I feel like we're going to lose and consistently lose. Reminds me exactly of. uh, 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 It reminds me exactly. Uh, it, it reminds me of the same as last season, right? It's, it looks like exactly the same team as last season, the back in the season where the players are shattered, they're mentally not really all there, there's bare injuries, and then you're just vibes in, and then you're coming up, up against teams, well, which West Ham and Brighton, that want to win something or that have something else to play. Ultimately, you're just going to get pammed. This is a Premier League, like, this is fine margins. This isn't, um, you know, the Premier League of, 2004, bruv, or 2003 or whatever, where, you know, you can go in there half-arsed and you can roll over the smallest mm. team. Everybody physically is on the same level in this Premier League. Now, the only thing that sets people apart 
is the quality, but also quality of squad. Now, if yeah. you see our quality of squad, for me, is poor. And our quality, everybody's tired right now, I think is lacking. So there, you're on equal playing field with the shittest team in the league, in my opinion. So, yeah, man, that's what I'm seeing. And, um, yeah, I just think it's just poor. And I think we're in trouble in the last, in the last four games. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. Rodney, obviously, you said at the start of the pod that you knew United was going to lose. Do you, do you sort of share that sentiment? And also, if you could touch on how you felt the first sort of 20, 20 odd minutes of the game went yesterday for us. So I said that again? Yeah, I said, oh, do you share, you were saying you're quite pessimistic. You knew we were going to lose. And Sebi's a bit pessimistic with how, how we're looking for the rest of the season. And I also said, could you just like touch on how you felt we started the game yesterday, the first sort of 20, the basic time up to the goal? So, rest of the season, I'm pretty sure we'll be fine. We've got three home games left. We've been great at home, even during this period where we're missing a few players who are key to the way we pay, play. Sorry, So, mm-hmm. I think those three games, we win. I think it's Wolves, Bournemouth and um, Chelsea. I think we win those three games. And then we've yeah. got one more away game. I don't know who that is. Yeah, it's away to Bournemouth. Oh, well, away to Bournemouth. Yeah. So, who are, who are home games? Wolves, Chelsea and... Fulham. Fulham. So, I expect us to win our three home games. Away to Bournemouth. Bournemouth are all out, but... We'll maybe get a draw from that just on the way we're playing away from home at, at this minute. But I'm not I'm not too bothered about um top four. I think if we had more away games, we'd be in bigger trouble than we are right now. Yeah. Um, I don't want to talk about the game in hand, inferior sounding like game in hand FC, but it's there. So I, I think we'll be all right. I think we're limping over the line and there's not much that I can touch on how our season's gone that Sebi hasn't mentioned. Maybe the fact, I don't, I don't want to mention fatigue, but physically we aren't, we aren't going to be able to match teams at the moment because we've been playing every three days since the World Cup finished. And then we played on Thursday and we're going to play again on Sunday. So that really only gives you Friday and Saturday having to leave Brighton and then make your way to wherever. It leaves you Friday, Saturday recovery and training session to then go play again on Sunday. So, um, yeah, physically, I don't think um, we could match we could match teams at the, at the minute just because we played so many games. And there are teams who haven't even played a fraction of the games we've played and like he says, West Ham had just a little bit more rest and they're a little bit more, um, they're a little less fatigued. The first 25 minutes, the problem we have at, at the minute is we start game well, well, well enough. We create chances, but we don't have anyone who is um, clinical enough to take chances when they come along. So Rashford at the minute is, is just a, a little bit off the ball with his finishing. There's a few games where you, you think earlier on in the season he buries that. But again, it's no disrespect to Rashford because you, you can't really ask players to get one chance a game and make sure they finish that. Mm. Like if you look at if you look at um big chances missed, the players that are in those conversations at the top are the players who are also in the top goal scorers chats for um this season. So players miss chances. Great yeah. strikers chances, they miss the most chances because they get the most chances. So I'm not gonna say Rashford should be burying every single chance he gets. But he had a chance earlier on. Maybe he could have took another touch. Maybe his confidence is lacking a little bit. We yeah, we start we started the game as well as we started most of our games where we drew with um, Spurs, where we started well against Villa. And we only won that game one 0 So we started well against Brighton. So I think we started as well as 
we normally have in the last three or four games. It was just the finishing. The finishing wasn't it. Anthony um, had a few chances where he could have made better decisions. Where he's had 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 a few shots early on, and then um, yeah, I thought we was in control of the game without really needing to be that good. I think West Ham West Ham showed us that respect earlier on. Mm. They they sort of let us control the game until that moment that changed our ethos, changed with the way West Ham were thinking about the game and who they were actually playing. And yeah, I think I think that goal was was a big, big, big shift in um, how West Ham were going to approach the rest of the game and how United were going to approach the rest of the game because we're we're not scoring at the moment. We haven't scored against Brighton. We only scored one against Villa. I think the two goals we scored against Spurs after that we created nothing. So we're, we're really struggling goal scoring wise. So that goal that went in, I don't even want to. I'll let others talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll pass the baton with that because yeah, I think I'll you make yeah go on. I'll pass the baton with that one, but it was definitely, definitely a game-changing moment. Not that there's not enough time to um, recover from the situation. It's just that it's very, very difficult for this team to recover from that situation, and it, it, it wasn't something that we could have done with just with the form we're in and the way we're playing. Because that's the, I think you make a, a very good point in terms of like us not scoring a, a lot of goals, and I think that does coincide with Rashford. Obviously, I know he scored against Tottenham, but. Obviously, he's not. He's been bailing us out a lot of times during the season where he's the one that's got the winning goal. I've got away at walls in my head and, and games like that where it's his, his, it's his goal that's won us the points. But when you're relying on one player and that player's just not in the right sort of vein of form, I see rival fans, you know, putting up uh, pictures of oh, he's only scored two goals in two months and, you know, trying to, trying to clown him and stuff. But I think when he's just not in his crazy vein of form, which he was, and we've got no other goal scorers, we talked at the top about. What Weghorst not being the guy, Martial in and out of form, Sancho in and out of form. So we haven't got anyone else that we can really look to to sort of compensate. Um, but Elijah, let, I'll let you have the honours of talking about David De Gea's mistake. Howler. <laughs> I don't, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what other synonym you want to use for what he was doing on the 27th minute when uh, Benarama took a shot at him. What What do you make of it? What, what happened? What's going on with my man? Um, well, f- first of all, um, people have been speaking about what has preceded De Gea's uh, mistake, saying that um, it was poor from uh, Lindelof Shaw and Wamba Saka to let Ben Ra- Ben Rama get the shot. Quite frankly, Ben Rama is annoying that he gets there. He um short um um tra- tries to guide Antonio away from the ball, but and then. Ben Rama's just a bit more alive to the second ball, and and then he picks it up, and then I don't think they do much wrong, um, in terms of what they done with Ben Ben Rama, and he takes a pretty weak shot, and yeah, I mean the hair does what the hair does. Like I think I was asking I was asking it yesterday, like I've literally seen the hair make this mistake five times in the last four years. You can't name me a goalkeeper that has made that mistake more than once in the past four years. He's literally let the ball fumble beneath his body four, at least four times. And then that Watford one where he catches it and it, and it goes off the post and onto his head. And this is not even me speaking about his other mistakes that, that, that he makes. This is just a, a specific type of error where he's let the ball go underneath his body or past his hand, like 
it's more it's like it is just so poor that this is what he has done for the last it's going to be five seasons now mm. I mean it's absolutely ridiculous it's actually ridiculous and the worst thing is there are people out there that, that will tell you De Gea's had a, a good season as well how in your right mind because the thing is people even forget that mistake he done against Everton this season the most bonkers mistake you will see from a keeper where he's holding his post and it goes through his leg and he can't even do anything and that's not even talking about his ability on the ball. That's not talk, talking about his his lack of aerial ability, which, quite frankly, I was actually hoping that the ref didn't call that foul yesterday because, I'm sorry, that was perfect. It was so perfect, the way he just collapsed to the floor when he was trying to go for the ball. Like he, The thing is, he knew he was never getting there, so he just decided to collapse to the floor. It's just perfect. Like, his command of the aerial, shocking. His sweeping is shocking. His shot stopping is not good. I keep telling people his shot stopping has not been good for at least five years. What that, that was does... his USP. That shot exactly. Stopping. So what does he? The thing is, yeah. Even if, even if that is essentially, it's basically like um, Lukaku, yeah. Mm. Like all round, his, his his game wasn't great, so he had to score at a phenomenal rate to justify the fact that he was a one-dimensional striker. Same thing with the hair. The fact of the matter is, we've known for a long time that he's not amazing in the air. We know he's not great sweeping. We know he's not great passing out the back. But his shot stopping was so good, we were able to say, okay, we we can cope with the rest. Yeah, even, for it. even if it dropped down to just a good level. Those problems become big problems. He, he's, he's, he, he's has not even dropped down to a good level. He's average at best, at best for the past five seasons. This has been a continuous, continual issue. His athleticism has gone. So he's so you you don't even see him save with his feet anymore because he can't. He actually can't. His his athleticism is gone, and that was the one thing that counted for him because he, he relied so much on his reflexes to get him out of jail. He's he's like he is technically not a good goalkeeper anymore. He is a bad bad goalkeeper, and this is not me asking for. I'm I'm not asking for things to for like the hair to be modern. I'm I'm saying just on, in terms of pure goalkeeping, he is really shit. And he has been really shit for a really long time now. And there's like there's nothing else I can do for people who try who try to justify the fact that um he he should still be here. I mean, nostalgia. That, that, that powerful uh, nostalgia, man. It's crack just, cocaine to people, man. I cannot believe, like, I mean, the thing is, I held on for much longer than I should have just because of the fact of how good he was. But even me, I knew in 2020 this guy isn't it anymore. And he has gotten worse. The he, people are. I can't get my head around the fact people are saying he's had a good season. He has been so bad, so so bad. And that that's not even, even me talking about the Europa League as well with Betis and Sevilla. For fuck's sake, man! Absolute disgrace. He he really just needs to get the fuck out. Ooh. Get the fuck out. Sebi, do you echo those sentiments when it comes to our number one goalkeeper? Yep, and I have for the longest. For the longest, I've been on this DDG train. Uh, the DDG out train, should I say. 
bro. Hey, yo. Hey, 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 hey. Try to pause in there or two. Hey. You got it so quickly as well because I didn't have time to hit the unmute button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To... Hey, quickly. Anyway, uh, yeah. For 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 ages, I wanted him out my club. I remember having discussions in like other Man United chats last year. I remember saying this last year. I said De Gea. Actually, this is where we named the episode. I think last month or two years ago, the shit sandwich. He was shit when he first came to Man United. He was mm. good for a good period of, for a, a while. And then he's been shit. He's back in the career. It like so for me, the hair's been shit for Man United longer than he's been good for Man United. Overall, this guy can't be a legend of the club. The guy's poor, like so 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 poor. And as Elijah mentioned, right? Um, technically, as a keeper, he was always on on orthodox with the saves with the legs, and you'd hear, uh, you know, the pundits speak about it. But because he he'd do it, you know it'd be so frequent and it'd always pan out. It would always work out for him. Like they'd always say, oh, it's unorthodox, but a good save or whatever. But you knew what they were getting at. You were, you knew that they were talking about that. This is, this is whack, but you're just managing to do something or whatever. But mm. yeah, like as he's got older, his reflexes, reflexes have, have totally gone. And a club of Man United stature, there is no way, right? We should be having a number one goalkeeper, that's binned for their national team and can't even make squads, right? That is fucking, like, the key part is the is foundation, bro. Like, we've seen over the years when Fergie was there, he binned bare keepers. He will bin you, bro. Like, he binned bare keepers over, uh, 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 over that period of time. And I don't think, other than, I think it's, it's De Gea from, like, during the, like, so when we take into consideration... Fergie's period and this period now, De Gea is De Gea our longest serving goalkeeper ever. During mm, like he came in 2011, so what we're coming up to 12 years now. Yeah, I yeah. think I think he's um he's not far behind really in terms of appearances. I think so. De Gea is he he is our longest serving goalkeeper. And one thing Fergie knew is when it was time to get that goalkeeper, I saw a variety of goalkeepers, bro. Hit OT. And one thing Fergie knew is like, listen, I might I might have to keep you for a couple of seasons, but when you're out, you're out. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I saw random guys that got given a career at Man United just because he was trying to find the right goalkeeper. So I say that to say, De Gea has overstayed his welcome by five years, right? 2018, we should have cashed out, right? So he's overstayed his welcome by five years and um, it's time to go. Uh, and I, I, I kind of, everybody is probably... Um, it's probably going to feel the opposite way for me, but I feel bad for Ten Hag because as somebody who's the leader of the ship, right, you have to, you have to, you have to think about um, these things psychologically and in, in a, such a smart way, right? So when they ask him about the hair or whatever, right, he has to give the hair confidence. I need mm. you for four games, bro. So I need to make you feel like you're the best keeper in the world, right, for four games. Right, and in my head, he's also weighing up. So we've got four games left that we need him to be great, and then also we don't know what our financial situation is going to be in the summer. So there's no point 
absolutely ostracizing or not even giving him confidence when you're asked a question or when you've been given a uh, uh, opening to give him confidence. No point ignoring that because you could be in a situation where you're stuck with him for one more year, right? And yeah, you're in trouble after that. So I kind of get why he had he he put those comments out in in, in the media because you know De Gea's he's mentally he's mentally frail and he's been that for for ages. So yeah, man, I think it's just a psychological game that Ten Hag's been playing. Yeah, no, you got you got to give your your players confidence, but definitely, that's why it's always a fine edge with a manager, isn't it? Like what they say publicly, probably to what they say behind closed doors. But Rodney, is that full house for you? Are you David De Gea out as well? Yeah, 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 I'm not as strong as the others because I don't really care. I don't, I don't really care about David De Gea. If he goes, fantastic, great. But I'm not. I don't have a strong opinion. I probably have stronger opinions about others. To be fair. Just because, mm. although David De Gea makes his mistakes and these lot know better than me, they have better memories than me. They remember far more mistakes, far more errors in um his footballing play than I would ever remember. Like I don't remember, I couldn't remember what I ate last week. So yeah, there's a few mistakes David De Gea has made, and obviously I don't mind him going. But my thing is that yesterday's game, yes, he's made a mistake. It's a turning point of touching that red, but it's still 70 minutes to win the game. There's been a few games this season, even even the Villa game where he um, pulled out saves to keep us in the game. So I'm not going to go as, as hard as the others pause on him. But, um, yeah, he can definitely go. But he's had, his, he's had his periods where he's been great. And even this season, he's had his periods where he's been good. But, yeah, he's just not up to that up to that level where you need to be to be competing for the highest honours, if that's where we want to be. I mean, if Eric Tannehill starts with him next season, then that, that speaks a lot to his ambition to the way he, to the way I perceive that he wants to play, um, exactly what he wants to do next season. But yeah, I won't go as in on him as the others. But yeah, he, he, I think his his time is definitely up, especially on three seven five. Yeah, he's on big money too. Yeah, we can't forget that. So if if he goes this summer, what is it? We bring Dean Henderson back. Like... I think Dean Henderson for me personally, because I'm very vindictive. I hold grudges and I'm very revengeful. I think him talking a lot when he left or probably in that one interview it's just too much for me I don't want to see him come back to the club I don't think he's a particularly great goalkeeper although the, some of the stuff he excels in is what David De Gea is rubbish at mm. that interview it, it, it doesn't really sit right with me and it's, it's probably nothing to the other lads on the pod but for me nah man you can't even he didn't even say that much but because I am who I I don't want to see him back at United but if that's if that's what it means to have a goalkeeper who's maybe competent with the ball at his feet who can maybe command his area a lot better, who's maybe a little more confident, then so be it. Because obviously we're looking, the, the situation we're selling the club, it's all up in the air. We don't know how much money the Glazers are going to make available, looking at what they did in January. Not going to lie, and... I'd, I'd take Dean Henderson over the hill. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm very much like Rodney, where when I saw the comments, I weren't feeling him. But I can't do this DZG thing. Like, again, I can't do it for another season. And it's like quite like it's it's quite likely that you know we we might be in a situation where we have to do it this season, but like just a bit, just a, like a, a few more, like um, just a bit more context on De Gea uh, from like what and it uh, and it put in um, in the I can put in the the Man United chat here is like bro, it cost us Europa League final, the quarter final against Sevilla, the FA Cup versus Chelsea the Champions League quarterfinal versus Barcelona, 
what's not in there is the top four, the top four race two seasons ago or last season. It was what twenty nineteen versus twenty nineteen. Yes, the top wow. four race then. The like the top four race now. Um, and even, then the top four race in twenty sixteen versus West Ham as well. The top four race in twenty sixteen against yeah against West Ham. So uh, dossier, fam. <laughs> so it's not even about. The individual games, I get it. So, like when 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 we took look at the saves that he's making, right? He's now averaging as an average, right? You're now you're now stopping the shots that you should stop, right? As in, like you're not outperforming uh, anything, which is what made you special before. So when he is making these saves this season, these are things that averaging out, he should be stopping these shots now. But now we're at a stage where. It's the crucial times of the season. And this is why I always question his mentality is where he starts to fucking fumble, bro. Like the biggest games is where he starts to fumble. That for me is unforgivable. And do you know what? If you remember PSG as well, straight after we go three, we're one up and we're leading. He, he has a chance to claim the ball. He goes and does the weakest punch and we almost concede from it. That would have been another one. That would have been a has been he's got life bare times, bro. Bare bro, time. Like even even yesterday, sec like 45 seconds into second half, he passed it straight to Antonio. Oh my god, when I saw that, yeah, and this is actually funny as well, because I'm in the West Ham West Ham end, I'm cheering it. I'm in the West Ham and I'm like, yes, come on. Like, I'm cheering it. But in my in my head, I'm thinking, what the fuck is this guy doing, bruv? Like, but there's a situation that I don't know if you guys like saw like on, on the TV is not the Antonio one, but the hair goes one in the first half as well. So the hair goes up, I think it's in the second half, right? He goes up for um, I think it's the corner. And um, he he doesn't get fouled. It's just like contact, right? But like, oh, remember the game against Arsenal when it was on the floor as well? Pussy off. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like Arsenal, he stays on the floor, bro. Like he stays on the floor for, for about three seconds. And if West Ham had the ball in a central area and shot, it's an open goal. I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, you're trying to win the foul. He's not playing to the whistle. And luckily, the ball goes out wide, goes back in, and then, like, it just kind of, it, it fizzles no, out. He recovered. He got up and realised. Yeah, but he, yeah. Yeah, he, got, he did get up. He did get up. But after three seconds, I'm thinking, are you insane? Why the fuck are you still on the floor trying to get it? You're the goalkeeper. You're not the central midfielder. You, like, you're, mm, the, you're the last man right, position. You're on the floor, bro. Like, yeah, you can't make, that, that doesn't make any sense because I think this season, especially, they're, they're tightening up on the fouls on the keepers. So I don't know where he, where he thought he was going to get that foul. As soon as you don't wow. hear the whistle, that means you've got to get up now because you, you need to get up. Get up it. That's, the, that's the shit that this guy's done. Like, that Arsenal game as well, unforgivable. That Was, was yeah. that last season or this season? Yeah, season? that was last season. Prime again, like when we're on, a, we're trying to, we're trying to win something. We're on, a, we're like the mentality of the team was shit last season. Bro, Arsenal, you're just on the floor. You get packed in. That, oh my god, the guy's crazy, man. Yeah, he's had one, two. He's definitely a goalkeeper. He's definitely a person. Like, I know you usually diagnose this <laughs> after after they die. He's yeah. definitely a person. <laughs> Is that in your expert opinion? Yeah. In my, in my expert medical Wait, he opinion, first, he's definitely he a first, Yeah, he's definitely a goalkeeper. He's definitely a person. <laughs> 
<laughs> no. I even had to give him some humanity, cuz. <laughs> nah, he's definitely got CTE. Now nah, I know that. Normally, <laughs> normally you get that diagnosed after you die, but now nah, he's gonna be the first cat. That's for sure. He's got it now. Like, I don't even need to see no MRI. I, I know that already, cuz he his brain is fried. But I mean, just go back to Henderson. The thing is. I've been saying the whole time he needs to go, not because of the interview, because me personally, I feel like that was just anger at the board and social for what happened last season. And it's like, fair, fair enough. I, I I don't care. Um, It's more the fact that we need to make sales and, and out of everyone in, in the squad, we can make the most money out of our academy players. And the two that we can sell for the most money is probably McTominay and... and um, Henderson. So that's the reason why I want Henderson to go because I feel like we can make the most money out of him. But um, he's had a bad injury. That's why um, Forrest got in Navas, and he might be out until August. Some say some some say July, some say August. But even then, it's going to be difficult to sell a, a keeper coming back from that bad uh, long layoff yeah. injury, and he's just had surgery as well. Um, and he's been out for three, four months with a fight injury. So I mean, it's going to be difficult to sell a keeper. Um, and he's on, he's on one hundred k as well. Um, I mean, he's I, good man. Like me personally, I, I would still want to sell him because I know how important sales are in order to get our business done this this summer. But if we can't, then we just can't renew the hair. Um, get everything, get his whole thing off the wage bill, and um, yeah. if we have to go with Henderson for a season, and then we go again the the, the season after, then fair enough. But I mean, this just cannot continue, even if he gets a pay cut. Like even even if he gets a pay cut, that's he's still gonna be on like two hundred k, which is still the highest paid keeper in the league. Like I, like he he, he can't stay. They got stay. like another keeper. What's it, Jack Butlin? Is he No, he he's on loan. Fuck's sake! What is he going to come back in the summer? No, no, no. So now, so so we have Butlin who, who's on loan, but not really. He's not really. He's not really going to play. He's just there, just in case of emergencies. Heaton, um, he, he his contract's about to expire, but the guy's like forty years old, and I mean, we can we have an option to extend it, but he's basically not going to play. He's he's, he's really a third choice keeper. So, I mean, like the whole keeping situation is a fucking mess because we have this guy on almost 400k a week. We have Henderson on 100k a week. Then we have Very another cool. keeper who is not really going to ch- challenge them. He's like 40 years old. And we loaned in Jack Butland to do what? Sit on the bench, make up numbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Butland's just there to make numbers. He's just vibing. Yeah. Vibing in character. Yeah. No, it's a Sorry. I don't know if you're going to touch on the second half, but if we touch on the second half, we've got to speak about Casemiro. We've got to. We let's get into not, the second half right now, man. Let's, let's do it. We, we spoke about the goal. Let's talk about the second half. Talk, talk, talk your shit on Casemiro, man. Let's hear it. Fuck the second half. I just wanted to get in my Casemiro slander. Listen, this pussy off for the... Lo- oh, <laughs> for fuck's sake. You I know, I really, you, see when, you see when he came, when we was... um, It happened all quickly uh, in the media-wise when we found out. I thought... These up were saying, I think this you said, oh man, being linked to an old player from a big club, oh, it's just giving it's giving me PTSD. And I thought, nah, this guy, this guy, this guy can't come and just fold. 
then he, he comes in, he has his adjustment period where he, do, where he doesn't really play, and then he comes in and, he, and then he has a little few games where he's adjusting. Then he has a fantastic period. But, bro, since the World Cup, I've been trying so hard just to see the positives in a lot of his game. Yeah. I think I think we've done it again. <laughs> I think he's just running around. He's like he's at goals. Power League. He's just running around doing whatever he wasn't allowed to do at Madrid. And now, now Eric Tenaga said to him, yo, listen, maybe don't do this, maybe don't do that. There is absolutely nothing to his game. He's not doing anything. He's not going into challenges with the same Vim. He's not even trying his first time passes anymore. He's literally doing nothing. He's just running around. I cannot believe. I cannot believe. If we, if not, I can't look. People are even saying we need a DM. Not even an understudy. We need a new DM. We just spent sixty million on this guy. No, no, I'm livid. I'm livid. What he's been putting in recently is just it's it's unforgivable, man. And I don't know if the red cards has played on his mind and the fact that he's passing accuracy or his passes just dropped but he's not even playing those see those runs that Rashford was making in the first half I saw a few of them where Casemiro could have played that and he and just shied away from it he, did, he didn't bother playing it so that's he's, he's not found that balance between playing the passes when they need to be played or when you're going to get the highest rate of return and when you shouldn't he's not found that balance and he's not found the balance between being aggressive or walking a tightrope with the red cards so his, his, his game at the moment is just Nothing. It's there's nothing. He's not giving us anything, and we don't have midfielders to compensate his game at all. Like you saw Ericsson in the second half, first half, whatever. The guy that the guy himself wasn't playing passes forward. Nobody was dropping into um the back four or the to help the centre backs out pick up that ball. They were all playing behind whoever um West Ham's number ten was and Antonio. So that we have nothing. So we can't really afford in his last four games for Casemiro to go within his shell and just. Like, he's not even playing... Like, you know, like, players, sometimes they play bad. Like, it's a, that old argument. Players, do you want your player to play bad or do you want your player to be a ghost? Like, which do you prefer? Like, yesterday, he didn't even play bad. He was just a ghost. Like, which we can't, you we can't think, really have that, man. Do you think that has anything to do with the changes in defence that he's had behind him? Because there was a period where it was him... Uh, Martinez and Varane. I think there was a period where I don't think they had lost the game. There was, on the, there was really a mad played. run where them three started. And do you think now... Though, those three, I don't think they've played that many matches consistently. And there's periods where they haven't... Where one's been out and one's been in, where he's still been... Where he's still been... You watch him and you think, yeah, he's been good. I don't... It does play a part. But then some of the things that you should be doing when you have centre-backs who are not going to play how Martinez plays out with the ball. Really, in the, in the first dropping in to help those centre-backs. Yesterday, I didn't see him do that once. Mm. I didn't see him give... I don't know if it's instruction, but I didn't see him give Lindelof or Shaw an option once. And there was times where he's in the box trying to win headers and and the game's back and forth. West Ham are creating and he's... West Ham are transitioning and he's well behind the ball. I don't know, man. These performances are... It's got him looking, looking crazy. Is that sentiment shared, Sebi, Elijah? Um, I feel like I feel like from that um, Palace game where he got the yellow card, um, maybe even the maybe even the Palace game where he got sent off, he hasn't been good. Um, um, I I feel like that really broke up his momentum and what Rodney said at the start, where um, he was feeding himself 
into the team once he got in, into the team. I, f- I feel like he's definitely a player who does require um, momentum to get going and be at his best. But that's not good for a player who's 31, 32, because you don't want them to be continually, continually playing. You, you you want to be able to bring them in and bring them out. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he, he just hasn't been good. But, I mean, of course, the fatigue thing will come into it less so for him because he's had he's manufactured breaks for himself with, with, with his suspensions but also just the fatigue of gotta remember there was still that world cup where the where we had we had a lot of players that went quite deep um and casemiro did he, he got to the quarterfinal and then he did play 120 minutes but even then we played a lot of games um and yeah but he's been re he's not been good good enough um on the ball at and and to be honest, I just don't like the amount of work that we require him to do because we just have that fucking dickhead Ericsson next to him. I feel like Ericsson just get, get gets away with a lot because we speak about the fact that Casemiro and Bruno are very loose with the ball as if there are only two people in that before. There's Ericsson there as well. And what what Sebi said earlier about the fact that he was turning down passes to Rashford, that's, unforgiv- that's unforgivable for any player, but for a player of of Ericsson's quality who can play that pass, it's just mind boggling to me. Um, he he does this fake control thing. People think if you're a good technical player who passes sideways and then you play in the second phase, you're controlling the game. That's not what what, what control of the game is. We saw Bruno play against Everton and, and Brentford in that position, and he was light years better than anything. Ericsson has done this season in terms of controlling a football match from from deep. Um, but yeah, going back to Casemiro, he's not been good enough. But I do feel like getting a, a understudy for him is just integral because even if he goes out the team, we have no one else that can do what he does. He needs competition. He needs a, 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 a understudy. We can't go in into next season just relying on flogging Cat. Casemiro because if he gets suspended or injured or he falls out of form, we're fucked. So we need an unstudied team. We need a DM. We need a centre mid as a fucking power. But I, it feels like we have five priorities at, at this point. So I, I don't 100%. know what to do there. 100%. Yeah. As you is mentioned, there... goalkeeping. Yeah, go on, Seb. I was going to say, is there a scenario yeah? And what would you think this looks like? Um, as in making. So bringing obviously a DM understudy, making Bruno the central midfielder next to Casemiro or whoever that uh, DM has to be, making obviously Ericsson, Bruno's understudy and buying uh, like a James Madison for that number 10 position. Because as much as um, like I think Bruno has been good this season, um, I think the most assured I've seen him play is when he's played a bit deeper. Uh, and he's not had to, you know, I think he's thinking about like one side of the game, which is keeping a ball ticking um, and, you know, just playing from there rather than him trying to do uh, stuff in the final third. The middle third, I think he he excelled well in, in the games that I saw. So is there, so do you think we, so what, what would you prefer? Would you prefer buying a central midfielder and a DM, which actually, what's the most realistic and slash what do you prefer? A central midfielder next to Casemiro, 
who's uh, going to progress the ball and all of that other shit. And obviously, we need a, a backup for Casemiro and leave Bruno ten, or you drop du- Bruno. Um, you, you drop Bruno next to Casemiro. You obviously buy it on the save for Casemiro, and you buy a ten. So, what would you rather buy, a central midfielder or number ten? Me personally, I, I can't be complaining about. Ericsson all season, the fact that he's just a number 10 playing yeah, yeah. and want Bruno there. Because he, he, even though Bruno ha- did do well in those two games, no. Across over the, season, over the course of the season, no. Mm. no. I think, I, I think, yeah. With, with, Bruno, so, with Bruno, his tendencies will kick in over, uh, over a 38 game season or 52 game season. If you're asking him to do a job in two games where Everton, not really, Everton didn't really press him too much, he, he, had, he had the time of his life. We can we can clap that performance, but over a thirty-eight game season, I think his tendencies will kick in and he'll just start doing foolishness. And then we'll be saying we should have signed the CM Bruno number ten is better. Why don't we sign a first phrase Casemiro? Da, 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 da. We'll just have so much more problems, even though we've got like a number ten now and a, and a backup DM. We still need a first phrase midfielder, and it just I think it will come back to bite us. Yeah, I'm in that cap. Yeah, I think we need another midfielder, man, like proper ball carrier midfielder that's 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 what we've been eyeing out for and obviously there was all this sort of buyer's remorse or regret that obviously Pogba went when and Casemiro came in and they didn't have a chance to play with each other and all that type of stuff but um I definitely think I prefer a ball carrier midfielder but yeah as Elijah was alluding to there's so many positions that we're calling a priority do you sort out the goalkeeper the the midfield do you sort out up front what what do you sort of prioritize because we need goals because especially now, because except for Rashford, I don't think we even look like scoring. But then we can't have some a goalkeeper who can't we can't even keep it tight because you know they're gonna let in a goal and it's gonna make it harder for us to score. If we do need to score, we need to score at least two because we're definitely gonna concede one. So where, where do you go first? I mean, with lo- with limited funds as well. Oh my goodness. I mean, that's that's the thing. That's that's the reason why when people speak about areas where we we might not have the quality but we are, we're ably stocked i can't be going for like what Sabi said with um with uh james madison i can't i can't be looking at a 10 right now because i'm thinking with the resources we have right now i i, I don't know how far they will stretch to the actual places that we need to buy so i mean i just don't know me personally i just know keeper two midfielders a striker they need to come in uh maybe a right back well we also need a, a center back for the same reason of for Casemiro because of uh, Rand's quite injury prone and whenever he goes out the team we, we just look so we look so much less so secure without him people always talk about Mar Martinez and they do for good reason because he's really good but even the times where Varane's out of the team and Martinez is playing, we don't look anywhere near secure. And this season, we've seen Varane without Martinez, even with Shaw next to him. And we've not looked, the, the drop of defensively hasn't been that much. We've seen a big drop of in, in terms of our build-up, but defensively, it's not that much. So the both of them, they contribute so much. And so we need someone to back up Varane ably because even though Lidloff has done okay, um, I'm just not a fan, and I never will will be a fan. So yeah, is that accepting Maguire's dusted in the summer? Then you didn't even mention my man's name. Is he gone? That no. that that guy doesn't play for Man United, in my eyes. So 
Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't play, but he's not dusted. You aren't shifting him, man. You think? Obviously, because Ten Hag don't trust him. You can tell Ten Hag don't trust him. So what's it the doesn't point? Matter. It doesn't matter if I now go and put my car on the market. Who's going to buy it? when I, buy I think it? I think we can do a job of, of setting him to like our West Ham. I, but listen, bro. Listen, bro. He's on big money. He's gonna have to take a pay cut. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he's on like a hundred and ninety. Zuma yeah. is at West Ham on one hundred and fifty. They're gonna get rid of Rice. Chief, so, gonna, Chief. so, so, so the 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 but West Ham have shown that they don't mind going to the the um, overseas foreign market, or whatever, and getting cheaper alternatives. Yes, Zuma's on one fifty, but you have to pay United. I'm not, if I'm correct, United have to sell him for thirty plus. Is that correct? Yeah, so it's, so it's gonna, so yeah, so it has oh, to be okay. about 32, 35 million. Okay, cool. I'll go with 32. So we have to sell him for 32 million. Then West Ham have to pay him 190. I, I think... A week. I, I, I think we can subsidise a bit, like 50k, which is what, fine. What, for them. Pay them... So 50. pay for the rest of his... Contract pay, um, like 50k or 40k of his wages. Okay, okay. It, it, for me, if we're willing to do that, okay, but if not, I don't see there's a lot of players. This is this is why I agree with Elijah. Summer's going to be so techy because it doesn't make sense. There's just it's like going into Selfridges with 10 pounds, yeah, and, and you've, got, like, you've got like a few you players have to negotiate, my guy. Like, no, even if you negotiate, but how listen, you've got Martial who you, you probably want off your books, but how much money is he on? 250k, so he's not right. going. Cool. He's not going anywhere. Sancho, 350k. You might he's want him on your books. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, Maguire, yeah. we spoke about that. Maybe he goes somewhere. There's a lot of players on big money who they don't have to take pay cuts and go anywhere. And even if you put them on the market, clubs are going to be like, Martial scored nine goals in three seasons. I'm not paying a transfer fee and then having to pay him that amount yeah no that's very it's a very fair point maguire's got a bit more he's got a bit more weight to him in the fact that england number one we can try yeah yeah yeah. england number one and when he's coming this season apart from a few games like he's like his propaganda said he's won so those are (laughs) those are games but he's got he's putting himself on the market right so but marshall sancho he's not gonna go anywhere he's a young man i think he's got faith in sancho no 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 the thing is we can't sell Sancho because if we sell Sancho right now, we'll make a financial loss on him. Right, then, so we, I don't even know that. There you go. So he's not going anywhere. Yeah, so, so he, like, he actually cannot go. He actually cannot like, go. Yeah, so like I just said, our biggest um, our biggest draws in terms of getting money is probably Dean Henderson and McTominay. Now, Newcastle, I don't know if Eddie Howe wants to go into next season just with a, a few more runners and no um, technically gifted players alongside Bruno. If he wants to do that, then give us 35, 40 million for um, McTon- McTominay. But other than that, bro, like the few... Like Alanga as well. Yeah. Al- Al- Alanga, for me, if you're going to sell Alanga, cool, but you're not going to get more than 15, 20 million, maybe. That's, that, fine. Like, that, that's, that's fine. That's fine. That's max. That's, that's max what you're going to get. So, like, people saying you're going to raise 100 million in sales. I don't see it, man. I, I really think, don't I see how we're going to... Alanga, what? Let's say fifteen. Let's take the lower end. Say Alanga, fifteen million. No, I think fifteen is the top. 
You think 15 is the top? Yeah, they won't get 20 million what? for him. He's Why has he shown old. you though? Why has he shown anybody? A, a bit, a bit of pace anybody? and them, them Instagram videos are nice, man. I'm nah, telling you. Man. A few nah, step overs, put the top bins. All right, let's, no say, one, let's, no, say, no let's, say, let's say 10 million for uh, Alango. What, what 10? Would you say? <laughs> no, just say the lower end. What did you say for McTom? That, 35, 35, 30, 40. 45. What do you say, Dean Henderson? 25. Yeah, 25-30 for Dean, if he's got years on his contract. But like, yeah. like, like I just said, Dean's got a, a big injury. So, like, it's... it's... Yeah. I'm, I'm it's taking notes. What, what, what would you say right now? What, Dean? Yeah. What, off his injury? You might, maybe you get 20, 25? Okay, so let's say 20 million, yeah? So you're on 65 yeah. million. What do you say, Maguire? No, I don't. I don't think we're gonna get. I don't think he's gonna go. I don't think we. I think Maguire. I think thirty gone, m's. Thirty m's. Yeah, yeah. No, so yeah. hundred million, man. I think no, but no, no, but no, but, no, but, 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 but the thing is with Maguire, it's not the fact that if we sell sell him, it's fine. It's just the fact that in terms of FFP, we have to sell him for for like thirty million just to break even on him because yeah, that's the problem. So. So basically, with Maguire, we're not going to make any extra money in terms of FFP that we need to make more, more, more signings. That's the problem with Maguire. So, he, yeah, so basically, I'm... what you're saying is, is that that is just going to balance the books. Yeah, essentially, that, that's it. So maybe in, in terms of cash, Maguire might like he'll bring something in, but just in terms of FFP, which is where we are really struggling because of because of our yeah, wage. Bro, I'll start bouncing all the academy boys, bro. bro. <laughs> that's the thing. Wait, but that's listen, bro. So, that's is... so we said sixty-five. We said sixty-five million. That's that's yeah. that is what, and that is if Newcastle are dumb enough to give us thirty-five million for fucking McTominay. Yeah. But that, like, that's what I'm saying, bro. we're not gonna, we're not raising 100 million. We, but we, we don't sell well, so all of yeah. this is just, yeah, we have to do things we've never done before. Like, like, like the thing is, is that that's why I was saying earlier, I think we might need to make some difficult decisions on some young players. Like, for me, Laird, he, he, he can bounce, yeah, like go, go. Go, five, seven million. Maybe, hey, listen. I know you man like him, but no, Hannibal, no, bro. Hannibal, I might, I might shot Hannibal. Yeah, too. same, same, same. Um, yeah, same. On a buyback, yeah, uh, Hannibal, fifteen million. We we got a buyback if you if you become something. Same, same. Yeah, but right. we had to come on versus Liverpool, and he was Benny the Butcher, just running around. <laughs> bro, just running around, <laughs> just doing anything, bro. Like, Who so, was that? That was Hannibal. Yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. Tackling everybody. Yeah, but, yeah, sure. but like the, the, that's what I'm saying. We might need to make some difficult decisions on these I'm on that, man. young players. We wish, we, we, which is fine for, for me, but it's just like even them, then they're not gonna uh, they're not gonna give us that much because because even with ha- Hannibal, I can't remember when, when, when we signed it, but we signed him for ten million, bro. So like that's that's actually a lot of money. That's massive, yeah. There's actually a lot of now. Also, good. Is he good at football activities? I've only yeah, seen yeah. I, I, Bro, I don't know. Like, I've seen him play for Tunisia and do okay, but he's playing against some other guys. Like, I don't... Like, when we come to, like, the top... Wait, he plays top, on the international level, yeah? Yeah, so yeah. He's, he's played. But when it but when it comes to, like, some of the champions, uh, championship games I've watched, and obviously his cameos for Man United, they've been okay. Like, he doesn't seem like, ah, oh, this guy is the midfielder that we need currently right now, but he's super young. But this is what I don't get about Man United fans yet, is they hold on to every single academy product, bro. Mm-hmm. We've seen them all before. I've seen every player before. 
I've seen you can go 10 years from like from when you know from from when I was 20 or like let's go from 15 years ago and look at all the academy players that we said was the ones that was, was the truth and what we've seen them all come and go if we mm. go sipping but when Rashford was coming up, we're talking about Will Keane, we're talking about Michael Keane, we're talking about... We've t- we've seen them all come and go. Why are you so attached to these players, bro? Like, it just is where it is. Players like... like like Teams like Chelsea, City or whatever have got the right idea. You've got to let them go. Let them go. If you've got to put a buyback clause, put a buyback clause. I don't want to see no more comps of Gomez in Mugger anymore, bro. Like, I don't want to speak. Nah, nah. But, but, but the problem with Gomez is that we didn't even sell him. He We, we just let him go. He didn't, he didn't want to sign. He didn't, he didn't want to sign. He didn't yeah, want to sign. That's fine because... There's nothing you could do, bro. So, no. like, I, no. I'm just done, bro. No, this guy didn't want to sign because he was seen... At, I just yeah, but do you know what you have to do? Sometimes, sometimes you have to you have to take a gamble and say this manager's not going to be here. There's yeah, nothing yeah. that is uh, under Oli. Yeah, I understand why you wanted to go. Whatever it happens or whatever, but I generally don't care. Like if you like if you're telling me now, right? Even though I know they play different positions and Ahmad did not come from the academy, are you more excited to see Man United uh, Ahmad play for Man United? or Gomez play for Man United, you would say Ahmad every single day, yeah, right? Yeah. Another young player that's just come in and has taken everybody's interest. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Or look at like Zidane Iqbal and look at Kobe Maino. Are you telling me that you don't want to see Zidane Iqbal play or Kobe Maino play maybe the same way how you felt like Gomez? So in my opinion, there's all these players that come through and you feel the same about them, bro. Like, it, just because one is banging in France don't mean that he's going to play and have the same domination here. No, this no, is the no. TMP league, bro. No, I don't know no. what this five foot two guy's going to come and do here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But, but, the, but, but, but the problem I have with it is that we are buying bear, bear man that are shit for like 50, 40 million and they, and they are keeping out these young players. And that's the reason why we're in a position where our, our whole squad is bloated and our wage bill is far too high. So, so like, now, it's like we can't even sell because we we, we bought these average players for big money and now we can't sh- sh- shift them. And, yeah, we're just going to have to take the L this, this year, isn't it? That's bro, no, bro that, that's fine. But, I mean, like I said, guys like guys like um, Hannibal, we, we managed to make, make a tough decision there. Laird, per Lestri, I mean... Elanga's just got the thing is that they're, they're, they're even saying they might loan Elanga. Maybe that's with, with a view to like give him a season to promote himself, to, then, then send him afterwards. Yeah, because which is fine, but 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 by that point he'll have two. Yeah. yeah, if you look at Elanga, like all right, cool, you're a manager going into the market, you might have anyone that looks at Elanga is probably gonna be a mid table or below club. You're thinking, okay, what do I need? There isn't even much data on this guy. He needs to like. There's nothing like a lot of clubs. A lot of clubs use these data analysis or how they pick their players and whatever their top targets. Like, what? How much data is there on a Langer for a, a club to really say, "Yeah, man needs him," unless nothing, unless it's just the main United bro. Pace on the wing. Yeah, bro. He they send him Palace when Zaha goes, bro. <laughs> Palace don't even take him. Palace don't even take him to be honest with you. If he, if Patrick if Patrick was there, I'd be more inclined to say yeah, yeah, maybe that works because 
physio wants anyone that's that certain type of physio. <laughs> 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 he's on recreating the good old Arsenal days. So good for him. But yeah, I don't I don't see anybody coming in for a language because there's just not there's not enough to say, yeah, this is what we need. So yeah, I'll give Elijah maybe maybe a loan next season just for him to show up what he does or doesn't have. No, nah, he 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 needs to go. He he needs to go. I, I, I know he needs to go, but I really no. I, I want him out like to, to, tomorrow. Even I just <laughs> want him. Okay, you wanted him. Yes, you wanted to go yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> he's not that. He's not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. I got a I like, like, why don't we just release players? Like, how, what's what's why are we so against just releasing players? It, it costs money. money. Yeah, how, costs what, money. what are we talking? It, I mean, we have to pay, pay up the rest of their. Contract, contract uh, you know, there's a chance they could actually get better, or you know, send them on loan to get their profile up, as we said earlier. Then you get a better change well, in it, even but even with like someone like say, uh, maybe like a Jones from this who's got who, who's gone there anyway. If we try to release him before, we have to pay up his whole he's his, his whole wages right at this point, and that the comes off, obviously. yeah. So it's just it's so it's just it's well, it is expensive, but it's probably better. It in the long term, as we saw with Arsenal, where they decided to take that hit with just releasing bare players like Ozil and um, was it Lalas and that and whatever, and it just yeah. I think we should be looking at doing some of that with some some of these players, man. Maybe not this summer because obviously there isn't really much money to do all that with, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting summer, man. Especially when we don't even we have to plan with the owners we currently have and if. Financial fair play and the new rules that have come into place. It's going to be a Look, very, very interesting summer. Very, 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 very important summer to see. It. But we hope we get to that summer with uh, top floor uh, secured. Obviously, we've never touched on the Brighton game. Um, just we can touch on it very, very briefly. I think obviously. we did a um, piece. Did we do a Patreon? Yeah, yeah. We've yeah, we, we, done a Patreon, which yeah. sort of covered it yeah. anyway. But it, it's, it's showing yeah. mistakes. As you say, at this level, mistakes. So it was I'm sure. The game was actually very similar in terms of very, we had very mm. um, Brighton grew in, into the game, and then to to be fair, the second half they were just the better team. Like oh, easily, easily, just the better yeah. team. Like even even yesterday, second half we were really poor. Second half we just didn't do anything, um, and just, just the players looked tired. I can't remember like the, like the players like it, I, I don't like to give that excuse, but I mean. With the way with the way the season seasons panned out, they just, they just look dead on their feet. So it's just like, yeah, I mean, Brighton were good. Um, yeah, man, it was just to me, it was just like, yeah. I mean, I I I expected the loss in that game. Um, I I, I, I actually would have been really happy with with a point. Um, but sure, Danny's stupid. I think we were very 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 close, very very close to getting that draw, obviously, but. I think we. I think if we taken our chances in the first half, man, some of the chances that we had in the first half, it would have been a very interesting, very yeah. interesting second half because um, Brighton would have had to come out more because they treated that like a UEFA Champions League final, even after the game, the way they were set. It, Brother, it really, it that really guy who's dancing, really that yeah, guy's yeah. bro. I love Andrew Crofts. <laughs> we'll see you next season. We'll see you next season. <laughs> I don't we'll understand it. why they were so what what. Do we have a rivalry with Brighton that I don't know about? No, basically, like, what's going on? Basically, Sky Sports got special access that game for yeah. the dressing room, and obviously because of the FA Cup semi final, 
they were doing yeah, the most. taking that very, very personally, though. We didn't do anything untoward. They didn't have too many decisions against them. Like, what? what I don't understand. Like, is that how all dressing rooms are after just like a, a victory? Like, you're moving like that. Even on the pitch, they were moving after that final whistle. They're moving like they want. I don't understand it. But basically, they, like, like you saw the game last week. You saw it with um, Newcastle as well when they beat us after the League Cup final. They were. They were taking pictures in, in the dressing room, celebrating. Yeah, it's, the cool. it's, it's a bit mad to me because uh, Brighton, <laughs> Brighton are going for a, um, a European finish. So I get that. That's that's one game closer, but you've still got many games. You, like, you've played less games than probably everyone in the league. So you've still got more games to go. So really, it should just be on the next game, the next games. So I don't really, I, I, for me, it was over celebration just maybe because I'm on the end, I'm on the end of a, a 95th minute. Penalty dagger. Like, I don't know if that's the case, but I, it was definitely for excessive. So I just wanted to know whether we had we got something with Brighton. So next season I can get my hate on with them as well. No. Andrew Crofts. <laughs> we're seeing you next season. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll circle it back. And yes. we got we touched on our future fixtures earlier in the pod, but we got Wolves this weekend. Uh this weekend at home at OT. Should that be a win? Should we look we oh, should be looking for a win, on. right? Come on, man. Come on. I don't listen. If anyone in here says, oh, I don't know, I don't know, then I'm just I'm tuned out for the season because if we cannot beat Wolves at our ground that we've made a bit of a fortress and Wolves are shit this season, I don't yeah, know. 13th, they, they've got you know, they've, they've got Premier League safety, they've got survival, so they're just playing for nothing. Now. Yeah, they're not playing for anything, and we're actually playing for something. Let me hear so. these guys, though. Let me hear these guys, Seb. What are you saying? Um, against Wolves, um, yeah. At home. I, th- I, th- I think I think we can beat Wolves just because we're not playing for anything. <laughs> like, but when, but like, the thing is, it's interesting about those games, right? Is like because they're not playing for anything. Like, I feel like Wolves will just want to upset our party, right? So sometimes you get those teams that are not playing for anything, but just want to upset uh, a team that is playing for something. Um, Have we got the facilities though to do that? I mean, versus versus us, bro. Anyone's is right now, bro. Like we we I can play we're still, still all right at home, man. We still nah, we still man. got the juice at home. We I beat Villa one, no? I don't think there's any juice right now, bro. We're just literally running on fucking on, oh, on, on fumes, bro. Or like <laughs> this, this team is running on fumes right now. So yeah, yeah but at home, I think we got. I, it. I think we could beat Wolves. Yeah, yeah. I think. I, Not I think, can we? Like, do you expect us to beat Wolves? Uh, yeah. I expect us. I expect us to beat Wolves, but I don't expect us to for it to be comprehensive. Do you know no, what? If Gar if Garnacho's back, right, and he's playing and he's fit or whatever, he'll be key to that game. Like, like Garnacho is going to be key for 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 every game going forward for the for the next. <laughs> four yeah, I mean, we should. Yeah, Elijah. Wolves. Wolves are a weird team because they've got good players, but they're just yeah, they're just a weird team. Um, I, I do feel for like we will, we, we should win. Um, hopefully with a week's rest. Um, because they've, I mean, they've got two days off and then they'll be back in trading. I mean, this is our first week where we have no midweek game since September. So, I mean, to be fair, it's crazy, isn't it? And yeah. uh, pet players are begging for rests, he was saying, bro, bro, it's crazy. But I mean, yeah. It, I, I think we should beat them, and then if we beat Bournemouth as well, then I feel like that's that's good because that's our last away game. So that that takes a bit of the pressure off if we do go away and beat Bournemouth. Yeah, 
The Lankies got something for us in that game still. Yeah, man. They've got some good players, though. He's got they do. Chelsea gave it to them, though. And if Chelsea can give it to them in theory, man, then, you know. And now they're safe Chelsea, as well. I know Chelsea beat them, but did they give it? Did they play? I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't watch the game, so let me not oh. talk. Can it? Let me not talk too tough. I just saw I just saw the results. I thought, right, Lampard got sent. But yeah. So obviously, so hopefully by the time we reconvene for Mugga next week, we're sitting on a win and maybe Liverpool drop points. We'll see though. Do we get listeners' questions? No, nah, let's do that now. Thank yeah. you for sending them in. Um uh, people then let me just get that up. Boom blast. All right. So we've got uh Bank of You Smith. From one to ten, with one being not likely at all, how confident are you going into next season and delivering an improvement from this season? And do you see any realistic chance of challenging for major honours? So, if the floor's open, uh, I don't see. I don't see any realistic chance for that. Not just because of the FFP thing. So, regardless if you know we get new owners or not, we're not going to be able to do what needs to be done to this squad. I think. Right, I think it's a two season process. Um, so yeah. yeah, in two in two years, I'll see us challenging for major honors. Um, I feel like if we do get Champions League, um, that will help us in terms of our schedule, and also the schedule won't be as tight next season. So, um, I don't think the players will be as will get flogged as much as they have been. Um, and also, I think I think it might just rely on like a Ahmad coming in, um, just adding a bit of comp- competition. Maybe two, two, three signings that come that come into the first level, and then by them coming into the first level, people drop out, which makes our squad strong, stronger by effect. Um, hopefully, that can be a big, a bit of a push, and then hopefully, with more training time preseason, we're able to see it a bit more in, in terms of our star star play. But right now, um, I'm not confident, so I'll, I'll give like a four out of ten. Four? I like to give him four. What 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 other numbers you got cooking? What was the one to ten? One to ten on the likelihood of um, delivering an improvement next season and realistic chance of honors challenging for honors. I'll say five out of ten. Five. Rodney, what were you saying? Uh, oh gosh, I just want to, um next season. Yeah, I'll go with five or six, and when that we're not gonna. What are the what? It depends what he considers a major honor because yeah, I'm guessing Premier League. I'll, I'll say Premier League and Champions League. Those are the yeah. big no, ones. No, 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 no. I'm saying Carabao Cup is a major honor. This <laughs> 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 the we have to leave FA Cup major honor. Like teams have eaten off that. Yeah, <laughs> Arsenal 10 years they ate off that. <laughs> like, are we saying that's a major? Like, we need to be he needs to let me know what he thinks. But if we're saying Premier League, Champions League, in all seriousness, never, never. I think next season is probably the pro, like Sebi said, two season process. Next season, you probably just want to see us control games a bit more, go into games where you think, yeah, we're going to be comfortable in this game, we're going to win this game. And then maybe for the following season, you, you talk about challenging. But next season, you just probably want um, a bit more, a bit more football and a bit more of Eric Tenhag's um, identity on our football, because I think the back end of the season has not really been there. So I think the process next season is just improving as a footballing team, rather than looking at major honours, because I think we're we're far 
away from um, City and Arsenal at the minute, as much as it pains me to say. And um, you're looking at Liverpool being better next season. You're looking at Chelsea. Can they put it together? If they do, they're good. They have the players to be a lot better than us next season. So I think the process should just be improving on what we have this season in terms of footballing. And then the following season, maybe look at major honours. So yeah, I'll go five or six, maybe. Five or six. Yeah, it's time, it's time to build off. Like Rome wasn't built in the day. I think with all the changes that need to happen in the summer, yeah, it's going to take a while for that to all bed in. So time will tell. Everyone's asking when the suffering will end. We don't know. <laughs> Let me answer that. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I think that's a little bit unfair, man. Eric Turner's given you a lot of joy this season. Take what you take what you've been fed, and um, be happy with it, man. It's, it doesn't mean. Ah, too it sound much. like the government there, boy. Yeah, <laughs> it's not been too much suffering. Let's be honest. Ah, like, I mean, maybe, maybe this, like, this week has been this week has yeah, been a bit this sour. week. But this like, been if we talk about the whole season, like I mean, football hasn't been great, but what it's not really been major like, major suffering like seasons gone by. We still got our final to look forward to as well. If we leave with two with two cups, that like, that's not really suffering. two cups in the top four. You'll take that at the start. Yeah, of the season. Is, that, is that suffering? Maybe you haven't seen the best football you want to see, but is that suffering? Come on, let's be fair. This is our first back to back defeat since the start of the season as well. Yeah. Let's That's be fair, true. man. Let's That's be fair true. to the man in his first season. He's not giving us that much suffering. You can be happy with this season, especially if you had us outside of the top four. I'm winning nothing. So, And last question from Mash, that Mash guy. You can only keep three players on the current squad to build a team around, next, to build the next team around. Who do you keep? So what? who are the three key players, in other words? I'm, 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 going, I'm going Rashford, Martinez... And god damn, just because it's free. Uh okay, Rashford, Martinez, and maybe Casemiro. It's either Casemiro or Bruno, I don't know. Then I'm gonna push you for one man. Free, free, free. I'm going Rashford, Martinez, and Casemiro. A nice spine there. Um Rodney, what are you saying? Uh, yeah, Rash Martinez and I think we can. I still have faith in Cass, I think we can do it, but I love it. I'm not, I love Luke Shaw. I think we've, I think he's quality. Um, I think we can replace Casimir if we go for love. I'm gonna go Shaw, man. Interesting. Luke Shaw, key player. It's not, it's not many times people have said that over the years, man, but it shows what, how he's grown. If he's us. tricked me, then fuck's sake. If he's, <laughs> me, he's, on, he's on banter, fuck's sake. No, you put your faith in him. I like that. That's dope, man. What about you, Elijah? Uh, Rashford Martinez, Ahmad. Oh, I like that. Man's looking to the future. Yeah, man. Man saying, Anthony, sit down. Amad's a good shot, though. Amad is, huh? very good. Amad is a very good shot, actually. What's he cooking it yeah. up in Sunderland, man? Up in because uh... I can't because I can't trust Shaw because he can just I give know, you. I know. He can give you a Brighton, bro. He can give you a Brighton. He can give you an Arsenal, and then you're, oh, you know, no, you know, no, 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 no. let me change. Let me change. Let me change. <laughs> oh, no, no, don't don't let her influence no, wait. you like no, that, no, man. I've don't let him do that. I like I said to you at the top of the pod, my memory isn't that good. <laughs> in the games that we've played and we've lost really bad, he's been really bad. 
So I've got I've got to go away from him. I'm gonna go cast. I'm just go cast. Fuck it. Yeah. I'm like, like I'm copying the ladder. I would like obviously Veran and Casemiro, but they're just too old, bro. So. Damn. 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 All right, man. But that's 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 it for another episode of Mugger, man. Thank you so much to Elijah. Thank you so much to Rodney. Thank you so much to Seb. Oh, that was a, a good of... therapy session, man. I fucking hell. Yeah, man. I feel like <laughs> lighter now, man. Let, let a lot of shift off our, our chest. This is for us, man. The guys, you guys listening, is just yeah. a benefit. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you, yeah, man. hopefully we have a better week, man. Obviously, Wolves at home Saturday. Let's let's see us do something. Let's see Rashford grab a little goal or something like that. Maybe Luke Shaw will score. Who knows? Rodney's boy. So we'll see. <laughs> Rash needs a goal, though. He needs a goal because they're, they're circling. Yeah, yeah, rival fans. fans. No, no, our fans fans are circling and it's making me sick because what they don't realise is that what has coincided with Rashford not scoring goals? What has happened? poor form. Exactly, and they're not seeing that. They're just onto. But then again, Rashford maybe has to hold that a little bit because when your currency is goals and not much else... You're the main man. You're the main man. We look to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. We'll see. Let's go. All right, man. Take care, people. Thank you for your time and enjoy the rest of the day, man. Easy. Peace. Rashford, he's in here, he scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. What man can do, only chance in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Thank you, man. Guys, I'm a dead like shampoo. Violate my squad, my dangle, man. Only champs in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Ready! It defies description. How about Martial is isolated. Skirtle here. Till the bar's done Slap one, slap two, that's your dance done Like Rashford, I'm a fast one Thank you, man Bars in my head like shampoo Violate my squad, might bang you Only champs in my team like Man U Yeah, like Man U Thank you, man Bars in my head like shampoo Violate my squad, might bang you Only champs in my team like Man U Yeah, like Man U Podcast Network.